SBS, a world of difference. You're with NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV Radio broadcasts from, the Camaragal people and their elders past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to, from the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from fresh water to salt water. Yuridamarang, I'm your host, Luana Grant, and welcome to NITV Radio for this Wednesday, the 13th of September. Tomorrow marks Are You OK Day, the National Day of Action, reminding all Australians that every day is a good day to ask someone, Are You OK? and start an open and meaningful dialogue with someone you care about that might be struggling. And today we have a lineup of stories addressing Are You OK Day, mental health and wellbeing. NITV Radio chats to Are You OK Day ambassador, Wiradjuri man Jake Gabonski, who opens up about his personal journey and discusses his involvement with the Are You OK Day organisation as an ambassador. Also coming up on today's show, an interview with Stephen Sator, who is the campaign manager for Stronger Together, a suicide prevention resource designed for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples for Are You OK? And I catch up with Josh Togo, team leader and head mentor for the Clean Slate Without Prejudice program at Tribal Warrior, as he discusses the Are You OK Day event that is being hosted by Tribal Warrior and the Redfern Community Centre. All these stories and more coming to you after the latest news. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy directed outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be They've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, Susan Lee rejects claims those opposed to a voice to Parliament are racist. Australians urged to have enrolment details up to date to vote in the referendum. And Victorian Treaty Assembly has criticised an attempt to scaremonger. Deputy Opposition Leader Susan Lee has rejected claims that those who are opposed to a voice to Parliament are racist. This comes as the No campaign has come under attack after being accused of using fear tactics to dissuade voters from supporting a voice. Ms Lee firmly denied accusations of racism while addressing Canberra reporters in Parliament's corridors. Of course Australians are insulted by being called racist or being called any of the other terms that people seem to want to pile on to those who would vote no. Now I have said it's okay to vote no, it's okay to vote yes, it's not okay to be disrespectful in this debate. Of course Australians are frustrated. I think the thing they're most frustrated about is the lack of detail and the lack of answers and the lack of explanation. Campaign leader for the Yes case, Marcia Langton, has asked opposition leader Peter Dutton to remove an image from his social media that claims Ms Langton has branded no campaigners as racist and stupid. Ms Langton denies the allegation and says she will also seek legal advice. 
The disagreement began on Tuesday after the Bunbury Herald reported remarks Ms Langton made at a forum in Western Australia on the upcoming referendum, claiming she labelled no supporters as racist. Labor Senator Mullandiri McCarthy has defended Ms Langton, saying the comments were taken out of context. Uh, We have to be mindful of the kind of selective reporting that's going on. Uh, This is not a good time uh, to raise uh, further concerns when I think that uh, people like Professor Marcia Langton has said that she was talking about a particular style and not particular people. Australians are being urged to have their enrolment details up to date, with just under a week left to enrol for the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. It comes as Governor-General David Hurley issued the writ on Monday, which sets the Australian Electoral Commission in motion to hold the vote on October 14. People will now have until September 18 to enrol or update their details to vote in the poll. Postal vote applications also opened on Monday and will close on October 11. Australians will be asked to vote yes or no to alter the constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. And you can find comprehensive information about the referendum by visiting the SBS Voice referendum portal at www.sbs.com.au slash voice referendum. The Victorian Treaty Assembly has criticised an attempt to scaremonger after the discovery that fake letters had been sent to Northwest Victorians claiming to be from one of their members. The First Peoples Assembly of Victoria, which represents traditional landowners in Victorian treaty negotiations, have released a statement urging people to seek information from trusted sources after the surfacing of letters which they say were designed to create false fear around the reacquisition of land. Assembly member Dylan Clark said the discovery was sad and extremely frustrating and undermined the goodwill the Assembly has worked to achieve around the treaty. The Assembly is working on writing genuine letters to locals explaining the facts and process for treaty. Suicide remains the leading cause of death for Australians between the ages of 15 and 45. Over 65,000 Australians attempt to take their own life annually and over eight Australians are successful every day. Suicide Prevention Australia's latest report indicates Indigenous Australians die by suicide at a rate twice higher than the general population due to experiences of discrimination, historical dispossession, the forcible removal of children, cultural suppression and exclusion. It also shows that LGBTIQ plus people have higher rates of mental ill health and suicide than the general population in Australia due to experiences of discrimination and stigma. As the world marks Suicide Prevention Day, psychiatrist and professor of youth mental health Patrick McGorry says considering the extent of its damage in the country, suicide is still too much in the shadows of public disclosure. I don't think that the current media guidelines are, are fit for purpose, and I think they've reinforced the the shame and stigma associated with suicide by being afraid to talk about it openly. They, they, the guidelines superficially say that that that's okay to talk about it, but then um, that they discourage, uh, for example, putting the issue on the front page of, of newspapers. They discourage the use of suicide as a word in stories. And they often report it 
um, um, a death which which has been caused by suicide without mentioning that fact. Victoria Police will increase its patrols across the Melbourne CBD as the city recovers from another car rampage attack after a vehicle was driven into pedestrians and cars in Burke Street on Friday. Police will expand its patrols in the city grid, South Bank Promenade and sporting precincts to reassure the public about the city's safety after a series of criminal incidents in the past week, including a fatal shooting at a cafe and a stabbing and abduction in Melbourne's north. A 26-year-old man, Zane Khan, has been charged with one count of murder and three counts of attempted murder following the Burke Street incident in which a 76-year-old Brunswick man was killed and five other people injured in scenes reminiscent of the 2017 Burke Street incident which killed six people. Victoria Police Commander Mark Galliott says it's important to put the public at ease as the city prepares for one of its busiest months with school holidays and the AFL Grand Final coming up. It's understandable to think that it's you know, now more than a coincidence that, that this has occurred. And with that comes naturally uh, increased tension amongst people. It's apparent that you know, further community reassurance is required. The federal government is being urged to develop a national strategy on the security risks arising from climate change. A group of former Defence Force and security leaders have travelled to Canberra to deliver a briefing to MPs, while also urging the federal government to waste no time in developing a game plan to deal with wide-scale impacts. It comes five days after a major United Nations report found the world needs to rapidly cut emissions to limit the worst impacts of climate change. In response to Senate questions on notice, the Prime Minister says a commission report on the topic won't be released because of classified information. Former Defence Force Chief Admiral Chris Barry from the Australian Security Leaders Climate Group told SBS that this is concerning as those findings would be important information on effective strategy. We're missing in action. My 42 years being in the Defence Force and thinking through you know, how do we manage to organise and train and equip a defence force? What it requires you to do is sit down and make some really hard decisions based on good evidence via an intelligence system and, and what I'd call nous, you know, what you think might be going on. But if you haven't bothered to collect the evidence in the first place, what you're doing is making this up on the run. Last month, the Australasian Fire Authorities Council warned this bushfire season in Australia is likely to be the most severe since the 2019-2020 Black Summer fires. The Bureau of Meteorology has again held off on an El Nino declaration, leaving Australia on alert for the prospect of hotter and drier conditions. The Bureau's latest climate driver update continues to say El Nino is likely to develop in spring. El Nino events usually mean less rainfall for Australia, particularly along the east coast, and higher than average temperatures. Other agencies, including the World Meteorological Organization and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in the US, have already declared an El Nino event months ago. However, Caitlin Minnie, a climatologist from the Bureau of Meteorology, says the organisation works to a different set of thresholds that are yet to be reached. So we currently remain at El Nino alert, um, meaning that there is about a 70% chance of an El Nino developing um, in the coming months. 
Uh, so each country has different criteria for how they define an event, um, and that depends on the conditions and impacts individual to that country. We're waiting for a sustained atmospheric response before we declare an El Nino event. In the past, El Nino has set the scene for intense drought and heightened bushfire risk, but much depends on the strength of the meteorological phenomenon. In NRL, incoming South Sydney player Jack Whiten has received a three-match ban after being found guilty of biting Newcastle 5-8 Tyson Gamble in Canberra's elimination final loss on Saturday. After an 80-minute hearing on Tuesday, the NRL Judiciary Panel took 20 minutes to reach their decision, settling on the penalty despite the NRL's counsel's suggestion of a four-match ban. Whiten will undergo the ban in the first three games of the 2024 season for South, which he has joined after more than a decade of service with Canberra. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth, showers becoming windy, 22. Adelaide, sunny, 26. Melbourne, mostly sunny, 23. Hobart, becoming cloudy, 23. Aubrey-Wodonga, mostly sunny, 22. Canberra, also mostly sunny, 21. Wollongong, sunny, 22. Sydney, smoke haze, 23. Newcastle, sunny, 24. Brisbane, a shower or two, 25. Townsville, mostly sunny, 28. Cairns, a shower or two, becoming windy, 26. Alice Springs, sunny, 30. Darwin, also sunny, 35. And the Torres Strait Islands, mostly sunny, 32. And that is NITV Radio News. TV Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1pm or anytime online. You're with NITV Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Luana Grant, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Still to come on the show, a conversation with Stephen Sator, who is the campaign manager for Stronger Together, a suicide prevention resource designed for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people for Are You OK? And I catch up with Josh Togo, team leader and head mentor for the Clean Slate Without Prejudice program at Tribal Warrior, as he discusses the Are You OK? Day event that is being hosted by Tribal Warrior and the Redfern Community Centre. But first, tomorrow marks Are You OK Day, the National Day of Action reminding all Australians that every day is a good day to ask someone, Are You OK? and start an open and meaningful dialogue with someone you care about that might be struggling. I caught up with Are You OK Day ambassador, Wiradjuri man Jake Gablonski, who opens up about his personal journey and discusses his involvement with Are You OK organisation as an ambassador. Well, today I'm joined by Are You OK Day Ambassador Jake Gablonski. Jake, welcome to the show. It's so lovely to have you on today to speak more about Are You OK Day that's happening this Thursday. Thank you for having me. Firstly, for the audience listening, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who's your mob and where you grew up? Yeah, my name's uh, Jake Gablonski. I am a Wiradjuri fella. My family's from around Narrowmine, Dubbo area. Um, but I grew up in um, in Catherine in the Northern Territory on Jarman land, so um, that's where I sort of had had my upbringing and that's where all of my, my close family is. But I love to sort of reconnect um, with both both parts of, you know, where I call home. 
Nice. And how long have you been involved in Are You OK Day as an ambassador? Yeah, look, I've been working with Are You OK Day for a number of years. I think it's been about uh, seven years now that I've, I've been involved. So um, I'm really passionate about the message. And obviously, we all know how important it is to have that conversation and, and be there for each other. And why did you want to become an Are You OK Day ambassador? Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got involved? Yeah, look, it was really interesting. I got involved because um, I'm, I firstly uh, know how much the question made a difference to me when I was struggling. So I struggled a lot as, as a child. Um, my identity as, as, a, as a gay Aboriginal man, um, that really impacted my relationships and the, and the way I navigated um, how I was feeling. Um, and I realised that someone asked me one day how I'm doing and that made all of the difference, even at such a young age. So it was actually the difference between me, you know, being young on, on a small property outside of um, Catherine, you know, Googling, uh, you know, how to take my own life. And the difference between that and, and saving myself, I guess, was why I wanted to be part of it and why I'm so passionate. Mm, and, and what does it mean to you to be able to um, support the First Nations community through the work that you do with Are You OK? It's important to me because we see so many young First Nations not struggling and struggling alone. Um, and that's something I, that's a narrative, I guess, I really wanted to change. And simply by lending my voice, uh, I, I wanted to be a part of that change and, and to let the community know that it's okay to talk, it's okay to be there for one another. It's not an easy conversation, but it's one we can navigate together. And this year, um, I know that each year there's a theme for Are You OK Day? And this year the theme is I'm Here to Hear. Can you talk to us a little bit more about this? Yeah, so I'm here to hear. So it's really about the environment. So um, what we wanted to focus on this year is about what that actually means. So when you ask the question, um, obviously you prepare to ask the question and then you have to be prepared for what what the answer may be and setting up the environment well enough uh, so that you you are, you know, giving that person your role. You're completely listening, active listening um, and ensuring that someone has a safe space to talk about how they're feeling. So that's what the here-to-hear sort of message uh, represents. Mm. And Are You OK Day comes around once a year, but every day is a good day to ask someone how they're doing, are they OK, and open up that dialogue. What should people do to offer support to someone who may need it and start that conversation? I think it's about ensuring, asking yourself, um, are you prepared to have that conversation? And if you're not, um, how can you ensure that you are? Uh, and then uh, finding a safe space. So, so knowing you, I guess you know them and they know you if you're close enough, um, and ensuring that you, in knowing them that you're able to prepare, whether it's you go for a walk or you're kicking the footy or, or you're, you're just having a yarn, you know, with your community, it's about ensuring that it's a safe space uh, for someone to share and an open dialogue um, that you're listening. And for people out there that don't know where to go to seek help if they aren't okay, where can people go for assistance and support? And especially, you know, with the First Nations community, what are some places and online support services that people can reach out to? Yeah, there's some real, Are You OK has the, the Stronger Together campaign, obviously, which is really a, a great resource. But there's Headspace, there's 13YARN, there's the Lifeline numbers. All of that have, have uh, uh Comfortably appropriate uh, resources as well 
um, to enable it to be a safe space for, for anyone, um, but especially our First Nations not to reach out when in need. And what um, other campaigns has Are You OK Day run that you've been a part of for First Nations community? So we, we've done, over the years, we've done uh, tours around uh, the country. So we, we checked in with different communities throughout the, the nation. Um, and that was really good to, to really hear uh, what the experience is, but also to, to share the Are You OK message and, and equip communities with the tools to be able to ask the question in a really safe environment. That was one of my favourite ones. We've also, you know, done a lot of online, uh, you know, uh, conversations and things like that that people can access in different ways. Um, but the IUOK website has all of the resources um, and we really hope that people can really set themselves up to ask the questions and listen. And tomorrow, of course, is Are You OK Day. Can you tell us what your plans are as one of the ambassadors? My plans are I, I am going to be uh, speaking uh, at my workplace, which is really exciting. I also will you know, do a, do a little bit of online, um, I guess, promoting of the day. But again, it's a reminder that every day is, a, is an opportunity to check in with your, your friends and your colleagues and your mob. Uh, so that's what's really important to me. I'll, I'll personally be ensuring that the people around me um, know that I'm a space uh, to, that they can talk, but also that, to equip them with the tools. So I really want to work with the people that I'm close with in, in hope that they'll then share that with their sort of networks as well. And just for anyone out there that wants to get involved in an Are You OK Day next year um, and planning for next year, what can people do to get involved? The best uh, place to go is the Are You OK website. That's areyouok.org.au. Uh, there's a whole range of resources and there's also the, the email address there if you, if you want really specific information. But definitely check out the website because there's a lot on there and really useful uh, resources. Amazing. Jake, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me about such an important topic. It's been so lovely to have you on and I, I really, really appreciate um, your time today. Beautiful. Thank you very much for having me. Visit sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. Visit sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Alana Grant, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Still to come on the program, I catch up with Josh Togo from Tribal Warrior as he discusses the Are You OK Day event that is being hosted by Tribal Warrior and the Redfern Community Centre. But first, NITV Radio's Bertrand Tungandami chats to Stephen Sator, the campaign manager for Stronger Together, a suicide prevention resource designed for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people for Are You OK? <music> Leading up to IOK Day 2023, I'm joined by Stephen Sato, campaign manager for Stronger Together, a suicide prevention campaign targeted at Indigenous Australians. IOK Day is an annual day of action, a reminder that every day is a day to check in with your friends, family and colleagues. Welcome to NITV Radio, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me. Now, as mentioned in the introduction, IOK Day is just around the corner and this year, Stronger Together has uh, updated uh, its message. Can you tell us about the changes to the message uh, just uh, ahead of uh, Are You OK Day? Um, so Are You OK Day this year falls on Thursday, the 14th of September. And what the whole campaign is about, it's a national call for action to let 
all Australians know that we want you to check in with the people that are closest to you. So the theme for this year is I'm here to hear. Um, and we yeah, really want to remind people that you, when you reach out and ask, are you okay? And let them know that you're really here to hear because we know that a conversation can change a life. From our research, we know that people are going through a lot of challenging things at the moment. And what they've told us through this research is three really important things that help a conversation. So one is around trust, really trusting the person that you're speaking to. And, you know, that might be a friend or a family member or someone at work. Uh, Authenticity, making sure that, you know, you're being genuine when you ask the question, are you okay? Uh, And the environment, like, you need to make sure that people are feeling comfortable to sit down and talk or maybe you're going for a walk and talk. Um, so this year's theme for Are You Okay Day is I'm here to hear. I'm here to hear. You just uh, mentioned uh, three key uh, tenets of a uh, good conversation, trust, authenticity, environment. And this brings me mm. to the next uh, question, which would be the culturally safe uh, conditions to be able to hold these kind of conversations. I think it changes for, for everybody. But it's really important you know, as Aboriginal people that we you know, put our, our cultural protocols into place, like talking to our elders, you know, listening to their wisdom and their knowledge and what they've been through. And you know, when we take that time to sit down with them, uh, I know I feel um, much, much better for it. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, especially this year, there's a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that you know, are really overwhelmed and really exhausted by by what's happening throughout the country. And, you know, sometimes you know, mob just need to sit down with mob and have those have those um conversations to make to make sure that you're feeling connected and supported. Yeah, and this year you just mentioned what we're going through just today. There are calls by uh, mental health experts and advocates to actually uh, I wouldn't say tone down, but adapt the messaging around uh, the referendum because uh, there has been a lot of vitriol targeting uh, First Nations people and it's causing a lot of uh, distress. Yeah, I mean, we've got this really, really big, important you know, debate that's happening and we're the minority of this country and it's it's um it's conversation that's been had by all Australians. Um and you know, to 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 sort of um to be at the center of that and feel the impacts of it, uh it is it gets exhausting. I mean, I don't think any of us indigenous or non indigenous, I don't think they're there's a day that goes by that we're not hearing about it. Yeah. And unfortunately, we do see that people are being unkind in some instances. And I think we just really need to remember that we're all human beings and, and we just really need to... You can disagree, but you just really got to just remember that we're human beings who all want to be connected and have their views and, and opinions validated. Um but we can't we can't lose sight of the human. We just can't speak to each other in such unkind ways in some in some uh, cases. 
On uh, the occasion of uh, IOK Day, there will be events uh, nationally, uh, conferences, talks, and events to raise awareness about uh, the necessity to hold conversations with uh, friends and family and loved ones and colleagues. Can you run us through some of the events or maybe the one in the area where you're based? Nationally, uh, I would encourage people to go to our website, aok.org.au, and have a look at what events might be in your area. If you can't um, go to an event physically, we've all, we've got a, an online event that will happen at lunchtime, Australian Eastern Standard Times. Uh, and I'm based in Darwin, and I'm going to be having a whole community morning, which I'm really excited about. We'll be here in the Darwin CBD, and we'll have a barbecue. We're going to have you know coffee. We're going to have a whole bunch of different activities that we'll be doing. Uh, and live music. Live music as well. This is just sure to entertain and uh, lighten up the atmosphere. Yeah. So 7.30, we're going to kick off with a group training session. So, you know, all the gym, all the early morning gym junkies, they can come down and, and get start up their morning with a workout. And, and we'll, hear some, we'll hear from people with lived experience talking about how conversation has changed their life. And we'll have a lot of local service providers there as well. So if maybe if people are feeling like they need to talk to an expert, they can come and find out more information. Um, But yeah, the day is all around just reminding people that if you are going to ask the question, are you okay, Um, that you need to stick around for the answer. And that's why the theme is I'm here to hear. It'll be a great morning for anyone in the Darwin region on Thursday the 14th of September. really encourage you to come down. We'd love to see you. Definitely. And uh, there are activities right across the country. Now, Stephen, before I let you go, any closing thoughts or maybe something we may have missed that uh, you must bring to the attention of our listeners? Uh, I'd probably just remind people that um, you know the next couple of weeks can be, it might get really intense that it's okay to switch off and, you know, maybe not look at social media or, you know, just take a little minute to yourself. And also all of us, just think about the people in our world. Think about maybe, do you know someone that might be going, that might be struggling? And maybe think about reaching out and asking, are you okay? Now, Stephen Sato, campaign manager of Stronger Together, a suicide prevention campaign targeted at uh, Indigenous Australians. Thank you for joining us on NITV Radio in the sidelines of uh, Are You OK Day 2023. Thank you. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Welcome back. You're with NITV Radio. Tomorrow marks Are You OK Day, and to coincide with this, Tribal Warrior and Redfern Community Centre have teamed up to host an Are You OK Day event. I I caught up with Josh Togo, team leader and head mentor for the Clean Slate Without Just Prejudice program at Tribal Warrior, to find out more about the event and also about the important work Tribal Warrior does in the community to promote health and well-being. Today I'm joined by Josh from Tribal Warrior. Thanks so much for joining me on NITV Radio. No worries at all. 
Firstly, can you tell everyone out there listening who may not have heard about Tribal Warrior before what you guys do within the community? Yeah, so, yeah, Tribal Warrior, we've been around for, for a long time, I guess. Uh, my, my my main role is that I'm the team leader here. Uh, I'm also the head mentor for our Clean Slate Without Prejudice program. So our, our CSWP program, we mainly focus on um, youth mentoring and family mentoring in the community and neighbouring communities as well. So fo- uh, focusing and working close with a lot of uh, young kids that are, I guess, struggling, uh, go- going through hardship, coming, come from broken homes and broken families. And, yeah, our role is to build them up and create strength in, in the young young people that we work with. And for our young people, we want to create independence um, create them to be young leaders and they're the future of the next generation. So they're going to be in our jobs one day and they're going to be uh, doing the same work we're doing but for the next generation of kids coming through. So, look, there's a lot of things that we do here uh, at Tribal Warrior but um, that's one of our arms here under the Tribal Warrior banner. Nice. And on Thursday, Tribal Warrior are hosting an event for Are You OK Day. Can you tell us a little bit more about the event and what will be happening throughout the day? Tribal Warrior, we uh, collaborated with Redfern Community Centre. We wanted to put on an Are You OK event down at the Redfern Community Centre. So uh, we'll be down there this Thursday uh, on the 14th of September doing an afternoon uh, program or workshop. We'll be having a three-on-three basketball tournament. Uh, we'll be having. Uh, we'll, we'll, hopefully, we can get someone to come in and, and speak and raise awareness on suicide prevention. We want to. Uh, we've got some free merchandise. We're going to be giving out uh, and barbecue and, and put on a bit of feed for the community. Apart from the Are You OK Day event on Thursday, can you tell us why you're putting on the event and what this means to the community? Yeah, so we're putting on the event. We just want to raise awareness for, uh, raise awareness around suicide prevention. We want to make sure that we get the word out there and making sure that the community and neighbouring communities know and recognise the support they have around them and just to reach out uh, whenever they're, they're um, dealing with hardship or dealing with suicide or in the family or or anything like that. So we want to make sure that we just really raise the awareness around are you okay and uh, making sure that, yeah, we, we just get the word out there and, and just support and back our communities and back our families and youth and community. And you did mention a little bit um, before about what Tribal Warrior does, but can you tell us a little bit more about other programs and workshops that you guys run and facilitate for health and well-being? Yeah, so, look, under the Tribal Warrior banner, we've got around, I think it's five different arms under Tribal Warrior. So uh, I focus on the Clean Slate Without Prejudice program. So we work with more youth mentoring. We've got our Healing Our Mob through Empowerment. So the home program, they focus on family mentoring. Uh, we got TWT, Tribal Warrior Talent. They focus on mentoring and employment. Uh, we got our maritime and tourism products down, down at the harbour. So we have our boat on the harbour. Uh, and then we got Tribal Warrior Services. So look, there's, a, there's a definitely a, a variety and a range of different programs and, and uh, workshops that we, we uh, deliver here under Tribal Warrior. 
Um, we, we have um, a health and wellbeing unit. So um, I, each Friday, I have a men's walking group. So I go and take the men out uh, for a bit of a walk and a yarn just so we can catch up, uh, have a chat about anything they want to discuss. We have a bit of a, a feed and a, and a lunch afterwards and and uh, just share our version and um, on how we can continue to support each other. Um, that's, I, I usually... Um, facilitate that every Friday uh, from 10 a.m. to about 11.30, 12 latest. Uh, we've got our morning boxing program. So we run our uh, Clean Slate Without Prejudice boxing program three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, down at the National Centre of Indigenous Excellence, uh, starting from 6 a.m. Uh, so it is pretty early in the morning, but, I mean, if if our young kids and community can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> I always encourage a lot of people to, to come and attend and just engage into community programs and activities as well. Mm. So, no, the boxing's um, great. I've been um, a couple of times. It is early, but, yeah, it's a really good time. And, um, you know, you're not only just getting fit and healthy, but it's just nice to, um, you know, be with mob and community. And, you know, we had breakfast after, so it was, yeah, it's like a good way to start your day. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I always just encourage a lot of our, not just um, the young kids that we work with, but also other youth in community and definitely our families um, and a lot of the other corporates that come in. We just, it's, we want to try and keep and keep a nice connection of, of people in community together and just uh, creating strength with each other and, and just um, getting uh, and reiterating our values because we're always talking about respect and safety, routine and discipline. They're the, they're the main key values we're really trying to teach and, and implement into our, our next generation of kids. Amazing. Well, you guys are doing such great work and you know the programs that you're facilitating are really helping the community and you're doing an awesome job. So thanks so much for taking the time to chat to NITV Radio and all the best with the event on Thursday. Uh, thanks for having me. Visit sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. We are the Songs of Freedom on NITV radio. Song for Freedom Friday Night Melbourne Recital Centre Melbourne Manolo Bunny Wanya Baribu Nanana Eraru Kajaro Wanga Peringobora Nadiotando La Community Era Magalu Robin Hello ladies and gentlemen, all listening on the radio here. Please come down to the Melbourne Recital Hall for Songs of Freedom this Friday. And we hope to see you and share with you the music from our community of Robin. Thank you and we hope you enjoy. 
And that was the Freedom Collective artists who joined NITV Radio's Bertrand Tungendami in our Melbourne studios earlier this week, ahead of their concert on Friday evening. And we will share that full interview on Friday's show, but that's all we have time for on today's program. You can listen back to the show anytime online or catch any of the stories on our website at sbs.com.au. You can also find us on Facebook. NITV Radio will be back on Friday, 1 till 2pm, with more stories from right across the country. I'm your host, Luana Grant, Mandungor. Have a great day.